Welcome to the Serial Killer episode number 213. And you're listening to Adam Air MDGD. Underground cartoon fucking therapy, motherfucker. What's up, boys and girls? <laughs> Welcome to episode 213, and uh, I've been waiting to do this one, the Serial Killer episode with Mike Diana. And, uh, you know, uh, he asked me a long time ago to do this, cutting short, and uh, we haven't done it yet, now we're doing it. Kind of glad we're doing it, too, because for guys like me and Mike, uh, you know... This was a whole phase in our life, dude, with death metal, faces of death, fucking all kinds of shit. You had comic books coming out. You had all kinds of things coming out that were really glorifying the epicness of serial killing, which now in today's, you know, kinder, gentler world, that is a thing that is definitely looked at the right way because you really shouldn't have serial killers walking around, but, you know, sometimes I wonder if uh, the way people mutilate each other with their fucking thought processes ain't just about the same equivalent to the fucking modern-day serial killer. Anyway, this is off tally. Worst serial killer of all time comparison ranked by kills. Jack the Ripper only had five. Colonel Parker Killer had four. Ed Gein had 11. Arthur Shawcross had 14. Richard Ramirez had fucking 14. Belle Guinness had 15. She married men for their insurance. The Long Island Killer had 16. Hmm. And then there's some other names that I really am not familiar with, so I won't waste my time on those guys necessarily. H.H. Holmes. I don't even know who that was, but what a distinguishable name. 27 victims. You know, we're not glorifying serial killers, but it is a psychosis after all. Ted Bundy had 30. John Wayne Gacy had 33. And, you know, we seem to know these bigger guys that come up, you know. (laughs) It's definitely in my art, man. Uh, The whole phase about serial killing and just... Go ahead and kill motherfuckers that... Really just are just in the way or whatever. And that's one way to look at it. But that's a motive. And the thing about these real serial killers, they don't necessarily fucking have any motives, dude. They're kind of the way the Joker was originally written. The guy wasn't fucking PTSD like the movie shows it on there, you know? He just fucking did it because he fucking just did it. Hmm. Wow. There are a lot. Me and Mike are going to tell you a couple stories. I got one about the Oklahoma bomber. 
and doing specific bong rips in a hearse. Oh yeah. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about fucking, uh... I know he has a couple of them. And don't forget, you know, Mike was actually accused of being the Gainesville serial killer. And, uh, that really wasn't a nice part of Mike's life. Well, we'll cover it. Yeah, most of these guys I am reading who have the high kills, I gotta admit, I don't really know who they are necessarily. Uh, Maybe this came out in the last 20 years or so, you know? Anyway... Stick the fuck around. Let's get it fucking rolling. Alright, Mom. What's up? Got you on the Serial Killer episode. And uh, I recorded the audio with Mike Diana earlier. Everybody's in for a special treat. I thought it was a fucking sweet, pretty sweet show. And I liked it, you know. Hope you guys fucking like it. And uh, my mom's a serial killer specialist. (laughs) <laughs> you know a lot about this stuff, Mom, huh? I guess. I don't know anymore than the next person because all these years of studying them and I still can't tell you what makes them tick. I can tell you certain traits to look for in a future serial killer, but I can't tell you what makes them that way. I don't think anybody can, right? No, it's something born in their chemical makeup. Their genes are not in the same order ours are. I wonder they don't feel anything that we feel. Yeah. Well, that's obvious. I mean... I mean, sociopaths sit there and practice in front of a mirror so that they can imitate feelings and blend them. But that don't mean they feel it just because it's showing on their face. Well, this is a otherwise, you know, serious uh, episode, but... You know, me and Mike do like to uh, take it to uh, new levels. You know that, Mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the show's not going to be fucking boring. And... Did you talk about the Gainesville serial killer? Oh, yeah, about when he was the Gainesville serial killer. <laughs> it did come up. You guys are going to hear that tonight. I figured you couldn't wait to drop the bomb on him. It's like right away. (laughs) (laughs) No, he had it coming. Do you tell him that's what he gets for running me through hoops? No, I didn't tell him yet, but I did warn him. I was like, you know what? It's not just about your time, Mike Diana. And uh, as far as serial killers go, they don't really care about your time at all. They don't care what time it is. They're going to fucking get you when they get you. No. Serial killers are just, like I said, their genetic makeup isn't the same. And I bet you sooner or later when they do DNA comparisons, 
and get down to analyzing it piece by piece, bit by bit, they're going to find out there's a couple of genes out of place somewhere. Well, we do go over it all tonight. They got genes the rest of us don't. Maybe they got more snake in them. Yeah, it's possible. We are in the reptilian quadrant of the fucking galaxy, right? Yep. These guys do resemble some kind of... Like, I guess inside they resemble a uh, reptilian of some sort. Well, they say that that's what the feathered serpent is. Quetzalcoatl, they said that's what they supposed to look like. Oh, man. Yep. A feathered serpent. You know what's weird, Mom? I was watching the new Marvel uh, movie preview for Black Panther 2. Yeah. Remember the character Submariner? Yeah. That's what they're calling him in the movie, the Feathered Serpent. They're calling him that specific god. Yeah. But he's really not a god, he's a mutant, they're calling him in the movie. Yeah. But uh, that is weird, huh? Coincidental? Or Time Life Books? You fucking tell me. <laughs> well, let's get to it, huh? And we'll see you at the end of the show, huh, Mom? Yep. Alright, hold the fuck on. Let's get this fucking rolling. John Wayne Gacy and Jeffrey Dahmer. Hey, you know I got John Wayne Gacy's uh, Mickey Mouse Pez? Oh, Lord. I don't, don't ask me how I scored it. And he scratched the eyes off of it. It's fucking weird. All right, I'll see you guys in a minute. If you didn't like that one, wait till we close out. All right, Mom, hold on. We'll be right back. Oh, dear. You are truly fortunate to have, as a friend and colleague, John Wayne Gacy. What lies within the man? Want to get hot? Inside the rage. Maybe you've seen this boy? Beneath the surface. We're investigating the disappearance of an employee of yours. I heard a weird sound. It's a strange whining noise. Maggots. It's the sound of a million maggots. God only knows what you're doing in there. What I do in that garage is all business related. I'll go when time gets back. There's no negotiating. You really think I'd let you just walk out of this house? Every urge he felt. No, never seen that kid. Every secret he held. You want to see a trick? He buried. <laughs> I have to tell you something. What? I've been kind of naughty. Everything you've heard is true. Gacy, America's most infamous serial killer.
it's time for you to do the Lord's work. Are you ready, Edward? I'm ready, Mama. His memories were tragic. If it weren't for me, we'd be starving. His desires were twisted. I'm gonna do it, Mama. I'm gonna punish her for her sins. His secrets were beyond imagination. You think Ed killed Colette? She's hanging in his cellar! Steve rails back. Carrie Snodgrass. Hi, Mary. Truth is more terrifying than any fiction. Of course, some folks are pretty disturbed, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We now return, turn, turn, do, 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 I got Mike Diana sitting in uh, some undisclosed location in New York City hiding from the cops. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> hey, doing okay. Why are the cops after you, Mikey? Uh, they're not. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, you never know. They're like, it's that serial killer guy. You know, I mean... You must have more important things to do. <laughs> serial killers. Yeah. For real, right? Well, we uh, wanted to do this serial killer episode, right? Mm-hmm. We as in you, and you asked me for a year, and I was like, okay, yeah, but I gotta do Bigfoot rape and right all these other now famous episodes. Hmm. So are you ready to fucking put this one in the famous book, man? Yeah. All right, because you have actually been harassed for being the Gainesville serial killer, dude. Well, yeah, the detectives came up to me and had Boiled Angel number six in a briefcase. Yanked it out and said, because of this, you're a suspect in the Gainesville student murders. And I had to give a DNA sample clear my name I don't think they ever thought I really did it but they just use that as an excuse to come after you and they want to build their database you know at the time 1991 that was like a new technology and they were just for any little thing they were asking people or telling people that they have to give a blood sample yeah, so I gave him the blood sample, and that was one of the officers that kept tabs on me and ordered number seven and number eight of Boiled Angel, and eventually I was charged for those obscenity. Wow. And that they were able to, like, process you on, like, something that didn't have anything to do with what they were initially looking for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How the fuck you get away with that kind of shit, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just lots of 
police organizations and I mean this one was called uh, Florida Department of Law Enforcement so it's almost like people who try to become cops and don't make it maybe they're just making organizations just for them you know because really it was low end type of stuff that like the guy would go around and probably just harass people you know and not even serious crimes, you know, just to give someone a feeling like, oh, they're on to me. Yeah, because they really didn't even have any, like, viable leads, except for the bodies they were discovered. Yeah. You know. Based off some fucking Cracker Jack autopsy fucking bullshit. Pretty much. I mean, it'd be like if someone was in a death metal band and they put a gross, bloody cover on it, you know, then it'd be like, well, it might be a killer. Yeah, like... You know, stupid stuff, Florida stuff. With, and that's where death metal's from. Oh, yeah. Lest we that's forget. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> it was hand in hand, you know? Morbid angel. Serial killers. Deicide. Deicide. Yep. Yeah, I remember seeing them. You got to see them. <laughs> I got to see them run away. <laughs> right. Yeah, I did. I watched Glenn Benton's little <laughs> Scooby-Doo ass fucking make a run for it after he <laughs> ripped off about fucking 150 D- Denver death metal heads at that time for f- <laughs> full price tickets, which were about 25 bucks in 96 that was a lot of fucking money for a show man oh yeah that was like 50 that was like charging 50 60 bucks man uh-huh. and then they took all the money and left oh wow they didn't play oh i know that's weird it was kind of fucking well, weird I mean, well they were in, that's how they get you but they were intimidated just off the record by another up-and-coming death metal band that had just been released out of uh, Napalm Records. And they were totally into the serial killer fucking thing, too. Really good. And uh, they were called Wicked Innocence. I'm pretty sure fucking, you know, Glenn Benton probably had them uh, excommunicated after they shredded their ass. And that's why Deicide left, because, you know... (laughs) <laughs> they could sing yeah. better serial killer stuff than us. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, remember autopsy. Autopsy. Carcass. I'm wearing a carcass shirt right now, man. Crazy stuff. I'm wearing the tools of the. It's the uh, symphonies of sickness. T-shirt. Uh-huh. Remember that oh, yeah, one? I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great shirt, man. No, it's comfy like a great 90s serial killer glove. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep, well, my mom wanted to be on this episode today, but she's trying to fucking go hustle for some fucking smoke money. Yeah, my mom's still recovering from being, trying to beat up another, yet a, a serial killer out there named Squirrel. Oh, God. My mom tried to fucking beat the fuck out of a serial killer. (laughs) Oh, God. And lost. And you guys can go back and listen to My Mom Was in Fucking Glow. When you can hear the producer of this show, the Colonel, who is a uh, 
221-year-old chihuahua. And I shit you not, this chihuahua's been around since the fucking Civil War, motherfucker. Okay. Producing yeah, the yeah. show. Okay. Yeah, well, it was his idea to have the serial killer show. Mm-hmm. And, and then he implanted it in your head, Mike, and we went from right. there. Yeah. Yeah. Chihuahuas <laughs> know about serial killers best. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom... True. My mom watches the fuck out of all these serial killer shows. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't be here today. But we are, like I said, we're going to try to do a critiquing of this show as the pilot episode for the video coming up, hopefully fucking next week or something like that. Uh-huh. And I might be able to get your fucking ass in. I might be able to get you on... Uh, then, but mm-hmm. as we know, you, you know, you may not be, uh, I don't want to exploit your uh, poor health, but Mike is dying, everybody! Oh my god! Oh my god! Ugh. Do you know what funeral expenses are in New York City right now? Oh my god. Have any fucking idea? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Where the fuck are we going to bury it? I think we'll just have to fucking put you on, like, the little fucking baby Moses raft and float your ass up the East River. <laughs> but I'll do the Conan the Barbarian thing, and at least, and put kerosene on you. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess for the serial killer episode, we could talk about all these serial killers, but most people, they either know who they are, or they don't know who the fuck they are. You know? Oh, yeah. Did you know yeah. Jack the Ripper was one of the worst serial killers in history with a, only a five body count? Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Richard Ramirez is in the halfway mark at 15. Oh, wow. But, you know, Manson's not even on there because he didn't kill anybody. I did not kill anybody. Right. But he's still the fucking king. Uh, Even by image now. But really, he was just some fucking... white idiot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He did go after Polanski, and I always wondered something, you know, about it. Like, was he going to kill the pedophile? Yeah, that that was the thing, you know. He, I thought that, you know, he was... Sometimes he called them pigs mm. in their own blood, mm-hmm. and then you know Polanski. You know that's that tasteless joke. You know that I kind of had to hear when I was a kid. What goes mm-hmm. What goes into thirteen twice? Oh. Roman Polanski. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. And then they fucking ran his ass out, and now he's having a... Is he dead? He's dead, right? I don't know. If he's not, he probably still is like some old man pedophile fucker. (laughs) In a place like Europe where you can pretty much get away with serial killing and pedophilism and necro bars. You can take your victim to a bar and fuck him. You can go to a necro bar. 
You remember Eileen Warnos? Yeah. She was down there in your area, yeah? In Florida. I went to the bar where she picked up some of her victims called the Last Chance Bar. And, uh, like, near Daytona Beach. How'd you feel in there? Uh, it was wild. Yeah? You know. Did anybody look at you all weird? Yeah. Not really. Not like, you know... Oh, he's, he, he's he's only here because of Eileen, goddammit. <laughs> you know. What'd you think about the last shit she said from Independence Day before she died? <laughs> what was it? Something about her returning and it was all surreal. Oh, wow. Even dropped some date. If I remember yeah. it, I'll, I'll drop it with my mom at the end of the show. Yeah, but it was a line from Independence Day. (laughs) Kind of weird, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh... So when did you get, like, uh, infatuated with serial killers? Good. Well, probably when, um, Probably like out of high school. Maybe I was still in high school, just going to the library, looking for all the serial killer books I could find, reading up about them, renting like trashy serial killer documentaries when I could find them, you know. I guess there was a certain excitement, excitement just. Knowing these guys were like doing something that antisocial, I mean, just going out and just killing people, you know, and um, and yeah, I was watching the news. You'd hear about them, you know, and I mean, it probably even started before that, maybe like because I remember in the '80s, you'd hear a lot of reports on the news about it. Uh, Leonard Blake, remember that guy? Kind of, yeah. Had like a farm with that other guy out in the California desert, and they would like capture women and just torture them and stuff. He bury him. Yeah, they bury him. I remember hearing about that on my. Uh, I was on one of my trips to my grandfather's farm in Kentucky, and we're watching the news report, and he's talking about serial killers. He's like, well, you know, they're crazy, but they're not crazy because they can look just like you and me, and they can talk to you and get you to do things and try to make you think they're not a killer, but they are. They're crazy, but they're not crazy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's how they get you. It is. <laughs> that's what he said, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you, son. <laughs> that's where we ended up getting it. I know you schooled me on that line. but uh, It was way out in the middle of Kentucky. I mean, there was no serial killers out there, I don't think. You know? I mean, there might have been. You know, people that will just kill you and they'll just bury you out in the woods. 
But hasn't that always been a part of the world? Just people that are like that, you know? It really is on some level, man. Um, there's like just a great deceiving because the psychology of that killer is to let not let you know that they are <laughs> you know, yeah. until they're ready to let you know that that's exactly who the fuck they are. And that's that's really the kind of the most frightening There's a lot of frightening shit in there, dude. You know. Yeah. But I uh knock on wood. I did yeah. know a chick who was uh dating a serial killer. He, she ended up marrying him out here in Denver, man. Oh, wow. Hold on a second. Yeah, man. She ended up marrying him, and they were having a barbecue. I shit you yeah. not, dude. And there, someone brought over their dogs, and the dogs started digging in the backyard, man, and a hand popped out. Oh God! And uh, and everybody was like, "What the fuck is that?" And, oh God! And everybody's eating barbecued meat, and everybody just starts throwing up, you know? Right. I had just missed that party too, dude, and uh, it, I wasn't wanting to hang out with that chick anymore because she was a fucking drug addict. Yeah. But, you know, I guess leave it to a drug addict to be so into their own ambitions uh, to fucking go ahead and just date somebody that is a serial killer and not even... and marry them and not even know it. Dude yeah. ended up having, like, fucking some immense count, too, like 12 or 13 bodies. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking people, man, to be all... Uh, not knowing that your husband or your significant other is killing. Can you imagine, like, that's probably the only kind of chicks we'll end up probably getting anyway, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Because of exactly. our our trade, you know, and like... Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, well, he, he won't mind if I'm just slashing people on the subway. And <laughs> turning them yeah. into fucking Ikea fucking furniture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They won't mind. No, you're you're okay, babe. Go ahead and go get your slaughter on, girl. You go, you go, girl. I think that's speaking what's going of, on in their head, you know. Yeah. But speaking of making furniture, remember Ed Gein? Oh, that's where I think we were heading. The Geinville. I still have my Ed Gein fan club pin button from. R.K. Sloan. I remember that. Fan club. Yep. Back in like 84. Yep, I used to have the... I used to have the uh, Ed Gein uh, fan club (laughs) t-shirt. That's a rare one. That was a rare one. He kind of looked like Fred Gwynn. I thought. I thought he kind of looked like Fred Gwynn a little. (laughs) I was like, is that Fred Gwynn's like, you know, uncle... (laughs) <laughs> they just tried to hush hush it and they were like the real monster. <laughs> he was the real monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, don't don't fucking see the monsters, man, please. I know. Don't do it. You'll yeah, fucking hit you're gonna fucking puke in your mouth. That's how fucking stupid yeah. it Oh my god, dude, Mikey. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I heard. 
Oh. Um, but on the, uh, you know, Jim Goad, who did Answer Me magazine. Right. Whole serial killer issue. I went on a tour with him that Shane Bugby put on. I'm thinking this must have been like 2001 or two. And somehow Shane got a hold of Ed Gein's actual tomb, uh, tombstone. No shit. We took it on tour with us. We were planning on taking it on tour. The first stop was Seattle. We had it behind the And people would ask to see it. They'd say, hey, where's Ed Gein's tombstone, uh, you know, gravestone? We were promised to see that. Yeah. Because he put that in the ad or something, you know. And he would, like, reveal the curtain while the police ended up showing up that uh, night, that first night, and confiscated it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I wasn't especially impressed by his tombstone. I was like, well, if you would have dug the body up and brought it with us, that'd be something. Yeah. Can you imagine someone actually digging up Ed Gein. And, yeah. I mean, well... <laughs> take it a step further get his skull and turn it into a bong or something you know how much does that go for the serial killer collectors i don't know who i don't know what that kind of black market shit you'd have to set it like on deep web or dark web yeah well or you'd have to find some fbi fucking motherfucker who was like the biggest serial killer collector because usually fbi agents are the serial killer lovers, or they're serial killers themselves, I've noticed. Yeah, sure. I think, you know, FBI and serial killer, they yeah. go they go hand in hand, you know? It's kind of like fucking uh, yeah. Hannibal and Jodie Foster, you know? Yeah. They're like, you know, hello, Clarice. Even though that's a Mandela effect, y'all, he doesn't say that anymore. Did you know that? Right. He doesn't say hello, Clarice. It's like, give me a break. Fuck fuck your broken timeline, Twilight Zone. I want my money back, okay? (laughs) Never was into it. Uh, But, uh, no. Um, I think, you know, the whole serial killer uh, pathology, man, you know, uh, I think the ones that stand out to me... Because I lived in that area where Richard Ramirez was Night Stalker. Yeah. And he made, like, three hits in that fucking Mount Washington area. Oh, wow. And you guys can go back and listen to the Halloween episode I did last year. And you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but right at the beginning I tell the Skinwalker story again. And that, you know, that that was like a power conduit place. And I thought it was just a playground for Richard Ramirez. Oh, yeah. You know, he was like... And he even says it in court. He goes, Do not repeat the mistakes that the Night Stalker makes. And kill with fucking splendid glory. Right. You know? I mean, what's going on in these guys' heads, Mike? I mean, we fucking draw underground comics. Yeah. And we really are fucking, like, kind of harmless outside that well i don't know about me these days but you know for the majority of my career i've been pretty harmless 
Yeah. And I don't feel like uh, I'm not fucking going out to stalk people or fucking, you know, uh, yeah. take them out because I am loose in the cognitive fucking faculty like that, man. It's like. Yeah. I mean, it's a big job. It's a big job. Killing somebody and disposing of them. You know, what are you doing? You got to plan all this shit out. We'll be right back. Plug it in. Did you really kill your mama? What? Did you really kill your mama? I guess I did. She must have treated you real bad. She was a whore. You used to dance naked? Sure, all the time around town. Otis. Best little naked dance you ever saw. You never. You're telling me you never killed anybody before? I ain't saying that. Open your eyes and just look at the world. It's either you or them. You know what I mean. Don't do that, Otis. She's your sister. I feel like I know you. Like, like I've known you for a long time. I feel like I've known you forever and ever. like the blood droppings my dear you shot and all they got to do is follow those droppings and uh, pretty soon they're going to find that there i interrupted it <laughs> I don't think it would ever be enough, yeah. It's like 100, 200, you know, when is it going to end? Yeah. When are you going to, like, extinguish whatever you're trying to do or what you're trying to figure out? I feel like, you know, whatever kind of... It is some kind of power that these men and women are getting. Yeah. When they go out and make these kills. Yeah. And I feel like it's so addictive. Right. And so just maddening. It must Uh, be just this really maddening. I know I get depressed if I can't draw fucked up shit. uh If I didn't have that ability, I'd be like, oh, man, that's fucked, you know? Yeah. Maybe they kind of feel like that maybe or... I don't know. Well, if I'm not fucking killing or fucking peeling the skin off some motherfucker, you know, and... (laughs) Cracking their fucking head open. Right. We just had Jim Ogula back on the show from the uh, A Serial Killer in the Family episode I did way back in the second season. Oh, and wow. And he's been a huge supporter the whole time. And uh, the guy just took... His uncle is the send-away killer. 
Uh-huh. The mail away killer, you know, he put the one ad in there. The one ad killer, that's what it was. And uh, he got up on uh, probation, dude. Uh-huh. And uh, he wrote to uh, Jim and was like, hey, I need you to say this, that, and the other thing so I can yeah. not die in here probably or whatever, you know? And uh, Yeah. And they were like... Exactly. And he was like, I can't do that. I can only tell him the kind of dude that I think you are now. Uh-huh. And not only did he not get probation, he got sentenced another 10 years, and the guy's going to be 105 when he fucking gets out, and he'll be dead. Oh, wow. So, that's the fate of the fucking, uh, the, the male, the male fucking killer, you know, the send-away killer, you know? Right. He's putting the want ads in the paper. People oh, were wow. responding. Mm-hmm. He's currently in the Seattle. Yeah, the, it was one wow. ad killer. The one ad killer. The one ad killer. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the proper. Yeah. And uh, you guys can go listen to the last episode I just did with Jimmy. <laughs> Tridecophobia, where he does reveal that to me and my mom, Grandma Gutterpunk. It's right there. It's a classic fucking episode. The sound's not as good as I want it to be, guys, ever, but it's a punk rock show, and you should stop being a dick. Yeah. Fucking turn it up, man. You know, you, fuck it. You uh, know, you can't handle the fucking wind coming from my throat and how low Mike sounds. Well, tough shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. we're gonna wrap up this episode because I know you gotta go, bro. But I, what well, I, I well, I don't want to keep it too too long. Let me see. What you got going on? Something. Um, well, one of the things that always, I think, bothered me about serial killers, I mean, a lot of us probably have an understanding that there's plenty of people in the world that deserve to be killed, you know? Right. I mean, there's a lot of bastards, so why aren't there serial killers that just go after those people, you know? Well, then they become vigilantes, though. Oh, well, that's what we need, maybe, is vigilante serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like the serial killer doesn't care about justice. He's really going after just the prey all the time. Yeah, and more for, like, what they are looking for. Remember Ted Bundy? Oh, yeah. Came in at, like, 33 kills, I thought. I thought he had to, like, yeah. 33. He was, he was kind of up there. A lot. Yeah. I remember when he was getting executed, they had, um, on the news radio, they were talking about it. I was at my job for the school board, and we were in the little office where the custodians hang out. And they were talking about people protesting the death penalty out there around the Stark prison where he was being executed. And there was also people carrying signs that said, like, Fry, Bundy, Fry, and, like, that wanted him killed. And then they even had this kind of funny fake news thing where they said there was a parade 
um, for Ted Bundy's execution. And they're like, oh, and the Ted Bundy floats coming around the corner like a giant blow float of him sitting in an electric chair. Um, so what does that say about humans in general, you know? I mean, there is this kind of bloodlust. Like, where does that come from, you know? Yeah, it's almost like uh, the reason we have canines in our <laughs> mouth, in our teeth set, you know? We're yeah, like, we don't use them. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> Pretty much, but at one point did. Some of us use them, maybe. <laughs> I fucking use them. <laughs> I dumpster dive the grill with my uh, buddy, the Mud Wolf, who's uh, helping out with the show here now, full time. And, uh, yep, and we dumpster dived a fucking nice ass grill, bro. Huh. And every night for like the last two weeks, we've been eating meat. Oh my God. I know, and it grilled meat, uh, brats with jalapenos jalapenos and fucking cheddar in them uh, <laughs> and uh, uh you know all the good shit and uh, uh yeah cause that's pretty much all I eat man is I'm a fucking I'm an omnivore and if uh, you make me a good vegan meal yeah yeah cool man I'll eat it and if you make a good vegetarian meal I'll fucking eat it I don't have I'm not opposed <laughs> I'm only opposed to specific condiments <laughs> And I'm not going to tell people what those condiments are, because then I'll start getting packages with those condiments. Yeah, you never hear the end of it. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's already bad enough around this office as it is. But, uh, you know, I fucking uh, definitely will will eat meat before anything. And I, I love, like, fucking a steak. Give me some blue cheese, man. <laughs> Eat, put it right in, and I, I like that fact that I'm talking about eating meat on the serial killer episode. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate, Mike. <laughs> I mean, hot pockets. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, burn the roof of your mouth off. No, okay. I got two serial killer little story things I want to say. Was that cool? Right. Yeah. The first one was that. Almost 30 years ago when Tim, Mc, Tim McVeigh became an oh, instant man. serial killer by fucking nuking the fucking hospital in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, they put his ass on trial and they tried him here in Denver. Uh-huh. And when they did, uh, they had these red and white signs everywhere, y'all, that uh-huh. fucking said McVeigh. Verdict. Oh, yeah, I remember. And me and the mortician were hanging out. It was the mortician's first year of being on call and driving the hearse around Denver. Oh, wow. And so we were doing bong hits in the hearse. (laughs) (laughs) Outside the McVeigh court case. That's amazing. And I told the mortician, I said, see that sign right there? That's going to be worth fucking, that's fucking history, dude. Right. And I even took it to the Museum of uh, Hate and Chaos in Hollywood uh-huh. to donate it, right. uh, but it did not uh, make it because the museum had shut down for whatever reasons. Oh, God. But I uh, I gave it to the mortician last year, finally, you know, 30 years later. Right. And I thought, well, there's that, there's that story. And I, I always liked the part where me and the mortician, doing a fucking... Series of bong hits with a mortician in a hearse uh, yeah. out, outside of Tim McVeigh's 
court case. I mean, <laughs> I want to draw that right now, Mikey. Right. You know, <laughs> that's a. I think I might for slow death, dude. Slow, slowish death. Slowish yeah. death, not last gasp. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's amazing. It's coming up. Anyway. I'm saving the best for last. Before we let you go to, yeah, we knew, we know you, your time is limited, and we really thank you, Mike, for being here. Definitely. And uh, <laughs> we, being me, motherfucker, and everybody else, up, you know, that's paying, putting down um, and paying me money through Zelle at my phone number. No, I'm just playing. Anyway, fucking a <laughs> uh, son of Sam day. And I told everybody, oh, shit. I told everybody you were going to be here with me when I fucking admitted it. Yeah. Because I told them the story about you and I going out to the gigantic graveyard in Yonkers. Oh, yeah. Uh, with our buddy. And we went to IHOP. Yep. And then we went to Yonkers. <laughs> ended up on a bus that dropped us off on Elm Street. In uh, David Berkowitz's fucking town. That was um, Havemeyer Gardens. Today, Hold on. Hold on. A lot more than you think. Tires, brakes, oil. I know I said it wrong. Not Havemeyer. What was it called again? Isn't it called like Uvemeyer Gardens or something? Yeah, it was something along those lines. I thought, and it and we. It's like an old um, botanical garden. And we had a sweet day, and we saw a deer, and there's a photo of me and Mike Diana, like, yep. looking at a baby deer. That's a classic photo from that graveyard that day on Son of Sam Day. Okay. So that's where, um, you know, that's where all that stuff happened with the Son of Sam. They used to sneak into that botanical gardens and have satanic rituals and stuff because it was an old abandoned place you know back in the 70s and 80s and there were stories like there's a hospital near there and people would look out the hospital windows and see the um, fires like where there was like torches and fires and stuff like people having satanic masses and there's even these uh, underground aqueducts there. Oh, wow. That um, it's blocked off like cinder blocks in the entrances. We used to be able to go and walk around in there. Before my time is when they used to go in there. But supposedly, like inside there, there's the actual graffiti, satanic graffiti from back when they were doing masses in there. And the old pump house that's like long gone, that was torn down. Uh, after they found out about the Son of Sam stuff. It's a weird world, let's just say that. That is, those are facts I had no idea. I'm sitting here tripping on that <laughs> shit. No, well, okay. Me, you, and our friend were walking through the final stretch of the graveyard. Right. And this guy was walking the opposite way of us and he's walking towards us first with a bunch of dogs toy dogs right 
He walked past yeah. us. He got about 20, 20 yards up or something like that, and then all of a sudden we heard the little bell. Ding, 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 right. ding, 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 And it was a little Scottish Terrier, I thought. Yeah. And it came up to us, and the three of us looked at yeah. this fucking dog, and it was like, hey, hey, guys, I got to tell you something. Yeah. And the three of us heard it. And let me tell you all out there, sometimes I'm a fibber. Sometimes I sometimes I'll tell a fucking a big one or a whopper, but Mike Diana does not fucking lie. I've never heard this motherfucker lie. Mike, I need you on this recording to testify that I'm not full of shit, and this dog did say this shit to us. Oh yeah. What did it say according to your memory? What happened according to your perspective? Trying to remember. It was like kill, kill. <laughs> I did. Was, <laughs> he was a grumbling voice. I know he was talking to us, right? But we were spotting all kinds of spirits out there. Remember, we were walking, and I at one point, I was getting this creepy feeling, and I just had this stick in my hand. I picked it up, and then at that moment, I threw the stick. And it kind of like broke the trance because you were like getting entranced by the spirit or something in the woods. I was? Yeah, we were walking and like you saw something or heard or felt something. And I started feeling weird and I just instinctively threw the stick in that direction. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I totally fucking spaced that out. You're like, oh, you saw, you heard, you felt that too. You're like, you felt that too? I'm like, yeah, I felt something. Yeah, I remember now. seriously a lot of spirits or ghosts in that place. Oh, my God, dude. It was like... Restless spirits and shit. All over that fucking yard. And you're talking about three and a half acres or... Yeah. I mean, it was a fucking big-ass yard. Right on the uh, Hudson there. Right on the Hudson there. Right near our fucking... Towards um, Sleepy Hollow, I think. Like, past Yonkers, Sleepy Hollow. So there's all kinds of... Weird history. Yeah, and I, I stayed know. in Sleepy Hollow for a couple nights. Oh, wow. Did you know that? Yeah, I kind of remember now. I did the whole, like... There. Well, I was listening to the fucking tour guide or whatever, and I just went and did my own tour. Uh-huh. That, that fucking graveyard, the Sleepy <laughs> Hollow graveyard, is definitely one of the most aesthetically... For people like me who love people like you and I who fucking love graveyards and the way they look. Oh yeah. my god, dude, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. I was like, wow. I, I know somewhere where I felt that kind of energy. That di- that place I did. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like fucking uh woo this Ichabod Crane motherfucker was real, right? Yeah. And the fucking, you know, motherfucker riding around without the head. That shit was real. Yeah. But the rest of uh, Sleepy Hollow is just a fucking ghetto. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like right. you got the ancient graveyard and then you walk down the hill and it's mm-hmm. like four by four blocks of fucking straight up <laughs> wash heights even kind of projects or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. It's kind of Wash Heights style. 
Yeah. You know, but nothing really to write home about. Up there towards Yonkers, there were a lot of interesting old houses to look at stuff. <clears throat> but I couldn't imagine living there. I mean, who knows? Uh-uh. You know. It felt like you would probably get killed if you lived here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was just inevitable that yeah. you're, you're fucking asking. And that was the Elm Street. I'm going to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. I think so. I think it is, man. That was that was the Elm Street, dude. That, where we were at, I was like, "Oh hell no!" Because even in that the dog uh, was like, it looked up and it was like, "What's up?" You know, that little fucking dog talking to us. Yeah. Yo, I, I'm pretty sure he was like, "Hey, hey, I gotta tell you guys something." Yeah. And I was like, what? And I looked at uh, you and dude, and you guys both had the same, like, shocked-ass look, and... Yeah. We might as well have faced it, man. The whole fucking place was fucking haunted, and who knew how many uh, victims or fucking murderers were had been laying in that yard, you know? Yeah. And all over New York City. I think it's underrated how many serial killers there actually are out there. Yeah. I mean, that was like dog after dog, just, you know, any time in history, there can be a dog telling someone what to do, you know? And if a dog starts telling you what to do, you're probably going to do it. You're probably going to do it. <laughs> you think you should. Dude, I remember, you know, uh, you know man, just, uh, <clears throat> it was weird, too. We were talking about doing this episode. And then, uh, and then I got a package from Kim Jackson out in L.A. Oh, wow. And there were actually serial killer cards in the fucking, uh, in the, uh, in the package, right? Uh-huh. And I haven't seen these motherfuckers since, like, 94 or some shit, you know? Oh, I forgot about those. Remember? And, uh... Where it's, like, paintings and shit? Yeah, they're, like, watercolored almost. Yeah, I remember those. Those were good. Those were good, right? But uh, I totally had one. Uh, she sent that to me, and it had like, it had the fucking uh, John Wayne Gacy card in it. Oh God! And I was like, "Well, where the fuck did you get that?" You know? Uh-huh. And she goes, "Well, they're yours, right?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "No, I haven't." I haven't collected oh those since fucking like '95. Oh Jesus! And and as it stands right now, bro, I still don't know what the fuck they're from. Right. Like she just sent me some random serial killer trading cards, and then like right before we're recording this episode, that's creepy. Yeah. I'm like, thanks a wow. lot, Kim. You just won the fucking creep award. Me and Mike have been working for her <laughs> oh, God. for years, decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come in overnight. Uh, no. Yeah. God bless Kim Jackson and everybody else that's been really helping us support this show. Let's fucking yeah. wrap this motherfucker up. You ready to wrap this fucker up? Yeah, me as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing. The rest. I guess the the lesson about serial killers on this episode. 
Don't get killed by one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And don't kill anybody, please. Yeah. <sighs> and if you're going to, for God's sake, don't tell them before you fucking do it. You know? Just fucking yeah. go do it. Okay? No, don't, don't blame the show. Don't blame the show for that. You know? It's like, yeah. you know, we're just for here for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. And underground cartoon therapy may not necessarily reflect the views of its, you know, sponsors. Like Mike Diana and Adam yeah. Air. Um, So, you know, uh, hope you guys had a good fucking time today. And uh, we're going to go and critique this show. This is going to be part of a two-part experiment. And uh, so far. And when we come back, we'll have me, Mike... And Grandma Gutterpunk. And hopefully yeah. Mike Diana will get some new Q-tips. Yeah. That will re-strategize his vertigo back in play. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we need you, buddy. And we can't have yeah. you acting like a fucking Alfred Hitchcock movie, so... Yeah. Get it together! I know. I know. Alright, I'll do it. Alright, we love you, man. And uh, we love you guys out there, too. And, uh, serial killers, man. The best thing I can say about it, 1990s. Get over it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Stick around. We're going to close this fucker out with Grandma Gutterpunk. Be good, Mikey. Yeah. Have a good one, man. You too. Have a good one out there. Yes, 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 yes. Fuck, that was a fucking crazy episode, huh, Mom? Yeah, it sure was. We barely but made I it out of that alive. What do you when you're talking about a bunch of nuts anyway? Well, there was uh, some points made here, you know, but I think most of the shit that we did talk about, most people have a general idea of, especially if they're out of the 90s, and they lived in the 90s, and they're like Gen X's and shit, man. I wonder what the whole, like... Because Generation X was like, yeah, fuck yeah, serial killers. <laughs> Natural born killers. A grip of fucking serial killer movies. And the serial killer trading cards. Yep. You know, there's that... Well... There's still that crazy part, too, where I got that package from Kim Jackson once again <laughs> that had a serial killer trading cards in it, Mom. Wow. <laughs> and she said, uh, she said, uh, well, those were yours, and those weren't mine. And in just like three days before that, me and Mike were like, let's do the serial killer episode. And now you actually have some serial killer cards. I did look it up on eBay. It's like a $20 fucking trading card. <laughs> you know. That's that's a fucking... That's some pretty good smoke in some areas. Yep. A good gram here in... Rocky Mountains where fucking... They do have psychedelic therapy here, I guess. Maybe some serial killers should have tried that. Do you think any serial killers ever did? 
I doubt it. If did, they did, they wouldn't have been serial killers. Did you ever know any? They might have been, been serial killers, all right, but Cheerios and uh, Frosted Flakes and Captain Crunch. That motherfucker squirrel's a serial killer, right? Yeah. I can't believe he's out there running around. Well, from what Sticks told me uh, a couple mornings ago, his life is taking a downturn, and he's got one leg fucked up and one arm fucked up. Oh, yeah? Like half his body's dragging? Yeah. Karma, 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 chameleon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this fucker up. Hope you enjoyed the Serial Killers episode. And the update on the squirrely fucker. Yep, I'm glad that we got to hear about that because there's no good news like good good news like with Gary good news, motherfucker. So, good. All right. If you got a fucking story, give us a call, 206-666-5847. You can leave me and my mom a little something-something in my Zelle account using that phone number. Go ahead and whip it on over. And uh, what's the last fucking gutter snippet of the day, Mom? Well, if you see a kid torturing small animals, torture him. Ooh. How are you going to torture a little kid, though, Mom? <laughs> if he's torturing small animals, he's a future serial killer. He probably if is, right? don't torture him, you're doing him a disservice. So how would you torture him, though? Would you just be like, I'm the ghost of that squirrel you just bashed the brains in? If I thought that's what would work. That's the most you could really do anyway. You got another little bastard so you can figure it out. Motherfucker. All right, guys, you heard the snippet. But it takes the village effort if we're going to turn this around and quit getting mugged every time we set toe out the door. And, you know, there's a percentage of those muggers that are, in fact, just there to kill you. Yep. Just there to get high. And that's how they get high, is they get off on killing. Same when they're torturing little animals out in the woods. All right, kids. Remember that. Mom, you got me all, like, scared. I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. Ah. <laughs> got a punk out. Oh, no punk light over here, motherfucker. No punk light allowed. Alright guys, well, I hope you guys enjoyed the serial killer fucking episode. And there's not much to fucking really say about it all except for it's sheer lunacy. These guys are all stars in their own head and in their own show. <coughs> True psycho, true psychotic man, America, and I really do fucking feel like America produces a lot of them, but hey man, they're all over the world. America doesn't get to specialize in everything. 
but they do specialize in producing some of the fucking most notorious fucking serial killers that ever fucking produced. <laughs> oh, God. True insanity, guys. I don't know, man. I don't know what's crazier. The system going after them? Creating them? It's kind of like the Batman thing, you know? Society is the Batman creating these villains to go after. But the more fucking power... It's kind of like, you know, Vision says in the Avengers, uh... Infinity Lame. <laughs> Infinity Snore. Causality, motherfucker! There's a causality to fucking all these... Super fucking trooper motherfuckers out there. Keep tuned in, man, and we'll keep it rolling, Rock. But before the injection, Warnos left a memorable message. Quote She would be sailing away with the Rock, she'll be back with Jesus Christ. Like on Independence Day, on June 6th, just like the movie, on the big mothership, I'll be back, I'll be back. You've been listening to Adam Aaron DGD, Underground Cartoon Therapy. You've been listening to Adam Aaron DGD, Underground Fucking Cartoon Therapy. You've been listening to Adam Aaron DGD. You've been listening to Adam Air MD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. Motherfucker.